you doing? Rowing, it's getting puffed. The harder you jump and the faster you go and the harder you go, the more energy you need. So to get fit, you've got to get puffed. To get puffed, you need energy. To get strong, you've got to lift heavy. To lift heavy, you've got to have energy. Where does the energy come from and when should you put the energy in? So there's a lot of questions about should I eat before I exercise, during my exercise session or after my exercise session or a combination of all three. What's the best food to eat? Should I drink? What should I drink? And there's a lot of talk about, obviously, hydration, which is water. When should I drink water? And what happens if I don't? Pre-workout drink uh, often is caffeine, and there's some really inexpensive ones, and there's some very expensive pre-workout drinks. We've got protein or carbohydrate. It's interesting though, because when you have a look at a lot of protein bars, they are more, uh, they've got more carbohydrate in them than protein. So I always have a look at the label and, and read about that because often you pay a lot of money for a protein bar and you could probably use a nut bar, which is one of my favorites, which is a really cool combination of carbohydrate, protein, and fat. We've also got fruit, which is a really interesting one because there's a lot of argument about whether or not you should eat fruit because it's got so much sugar in it. It's a carbohydrate. But if you're putting in 100% effort into your exercise, if you are lifting really heavy, if you're staying in the phosphate zone, which is the 100% effort energy zone, then the energy source is carbohydrate. So should you put that carbohydrate in before you exercise, during your exercise? We can't do it during because when you've only got 10 seconds to exercise, you can't be eating at the same time. The next really important question is how much do I eat? How much do I need? Uh, when do I eat? Is it before or after exercise? Is it five times a day? Is it once a day? Is it... Should I go for 24 hours between meals? There's a lot of questions about the fuel that we put into our body to get the energy we need to exercise. Well, I've got a great thing to consider. Is it possible that nobody knows what's best for you? And is it possible, I'll tell you from my very personal perspective, that nobody knows my body better than I do about you? Uh, is it possible that you, and I'll give you a couple of examples. There are some people that have to eat before they exercise because they've got no energy. And if they try and exercise without any food, they can't put in 100% effort. There's a really important thing there. If I can't exercise in 100% effort, how can I get 100% result? If I can't go really hard, how can I get the best result? So should the better question be, how much should I eat? What should I eat? And when should I eat? So that when I exercise, I can go at my absolute hardest. I can perform at my absolute best. For some people, that means they have to eat before they exercise. Otherwise, they've got no energy and they can't put in 100% effort. They get dizzy, their blood sugar levels go down, their blood pressure goes down, and they just they can't exercise hard. There's other people that if you put food into their tummy before they start to exercise, they'll be sick. They feel full, it doesn't matter even saying a little bit, they just don't want to exercise. They feel so much better if they exercise without any food. And there's now a big argument and people have, uh, sometimes in the gym they have fisticuffs about whether or not you should eat before or after exercise. And some people suggest that the longer you go without any food and then exercise, that your body's more likely to burn up fat stores. So how does that work? I'm gonna ask the same question again. 
what's going to work best for you so that you can put in 100% effort when you exercise. So if I'm doing jump squats and I'm going as hard as I possibly can, and I'm going to do as many as I can in 10 seconds, but I haven't got any energy because I haven't got any <laughs> calories in my body, that, that's the unit energy measurement to give me that. A, a calorie is just a measurement of energy. And if I don't have any energy, if I don't have any calories, then I can't put in my 100% effort. Same with lifting heavy. Again, we're in the phosphate system. We're using carbohydrate as an energy source. So is it carbohydrate that we need to eat? And there's another great question. The human body stores half a kilo, around about half a kilo of carbohydrate, or around about half a kilo of, of your weight right now, is carbohydrate. But if you've been thinking all day, if you've been puffing a lot throughout the day, which is something that I have to be really aware of because every 15 minutes of my life, I do about 10 seconds of high intensity exercise to get puffed, which means constantly throughout the day, I'm taking a fair bit of carbohydrate to make my body do that. So if I want to exercise at my full capacity, I've only got half a kilo of carbohydrate in my body, do I need to top that up before I exercise? Again, I'm going to ask the question. Some people, if they top up their carbohydrate stores before they exercise, they might throw up. <laughs> and other people, if they don't top up their carbohydrate stores before they exercise, they don't have any energy to exercise. So here's a really important and personal question. Should you work it out for yourself? There's plenty of gurus and experts and social media influencers and exercise physiologists and doctors and personal trainers and exercise professionals and personal exercise coaches. There's a full range of those who'll give you a whole heap of information about what you should do. I'm going to ask you, as an ex I am an exercise professional, but I'm going to ask you this question. What's going to work best for you and should you work it out for yourself? Because regardless of what the science says, regardless of what the guru says, regardless of what the science, if the science works for the guru, it might not work for you. So let's work out how it's going to be best for you. So often we talk about food in relationship to exercise. How about we just focus first on the exercise? If you get really fit and if you get really strong, one of the things that does happen inside your brain is you start to think more clearly, you start to think more creatively, your brain works better. So instead of focusing on what do I eat and how often do I eat and how much do I eat and how many calories do I need and what's my percentage of macronutrients, how about we consider this? Let's get you really puffed. And the interesting thing about getting puffed is, yes, I've got exercise clothes on now and yes, I've got exercise shoes on, but I've done this <laughs> in high heel shoes. I've done this with a suit on. You can sprint on the spot, you can do jump squats, you can do push-ups, you can get puffed in a very small space with any kind of clothes on. And then ask yourself, did I have a stack of energy to do that? How long did it take me before I, I could go again? And that's the beautiful thing about getting fit. You know you're getting fit when you can get really puffed and your heart rate goes back to normal really quickly. That's a really great sign that, yes, my body's getting fitter and fitter. And the other thing to, to just check on a regular basis, probably first thing in the morning, is your resting heart rate. And if your resting heart rate's coming down from 80 to 70 to 60 to 55, you know that you're getting fitter. Now, if you can get puffed on a regular basis, and if you can lift heavy on a regular basis, and there's two different parts there, Obviously, your phosphate system, which is the 10-second, let's go hard and fast, get puffed, 
that recovers really quickly. You can replace those phosphates inside the muscle really quickly and your heart rate can come back to normal. Strength training's a little bit different and I'll get my trusty dumbbell here. Because strength training, if I'm gonna lift heavy, Yes, I, I want to work in the phosphate system where I'm doing 100% effort. So I've got a, a heavy dumbbell and I'm going to keep going until I can't do any more. So keep lifting, keep lifting, keep lifting. How many should I do? I don't know how many I should do. I'm not even counting. I'm just going to keep going until I can't do any more. Now that's phosphate system around about 10 seconds. But it's not just the phosphate re replacement now that has to happen inside the muscle. I've put micro tears inside my muscle now, which means I'm in a catabolic state. My muscle's been broken down. To go into an anabolic state where my muscles can build back up again, I have to regenerate. So I have to recover, regenerate, and supercompensate. And that takes time. Now, people say, how long does that take? I don't know. It depends on how much sleep you get, how stressed you are, how good your nutrition is how hydrated you are, what kind of attitude you have about training, how busy your lifestyle is. So what do I go back to? How do I fuel my body for that? The fuel is the same. I need to have carbohydrate for my brain. I need to have carbohydrate for my muscles. And I need to have carbohydrate so that I can sprint hard because the phosphate system requires carbohydrate. It takes 10 seconds to recover, but my muscles might take three days, five days, seven days to recover. Now I know I'm getting fitter when my heart rate comes down and my time between getting puffed and heart rate back to normal gets shorter and shorter. I know I'm getting stronger when I can lift heavier and heavier. That's really awesome. So if I've, I've got all of that happening, and this is probably the big exciting part of all of this, if I'm fit and if I'm strong and I haven't changed any of my eating habits, do I need to change any of my eating habits? And I always ask those four questions. Do I have a stack of energy? Am I performing at my best? Do I love what I see in the mirror? And am I getting the results that I want from my exercise plan? Let's start with that, my exercise plan. If the answer is yes, why would I change what I'm eating? <laughs> now, a lot of people do. If, if people are eating chips and lollies and takeaway food and, and what's considered junk food, uh, and then they start exercising, it seems to be that if I'm coming into the gym to do jump squats and lift heavy things, I don't want to eat lollies and chocolate and biscuits and takeaway food. I don't, I don't, my headspace doesn't go there. I'm thinking about what is the high performance food that I can eat to make sure that I've got the energy to exercise. One of the other really interesting things is after you've puffed and after you've lifted heavy, it seems to be that one of the last things that you want to do now is go and eat junk food, lollies, chocolate, cake, ice cream, takeaway food because your body is in this state of almost euphoria. I've got a brain full of dopamine, reward drugs, serotonin, satisfaction drug. I've got endorphins pumping through my brain. I've got brain-derived neurotropic factor working inside my brain, brain, helping me to grow new brain cells and to change the way I think. So it seems to be that after you exercise, nobody really wants, or it seems that most people don't want to go and eat junk food. And one of the beautiful things about exercise it's almost like if you focused on the exercise and just forget the food, leave it alone. It seems that food is very controversial, contradicting, makes you feel guilty some foods if you eat it and you, you miss it if you don't have it. And I don't want that for anybody. How about you? I would love people to love their food, all of it, whether it's lollies and chocolates and takeaway food and biscuits and cake, or whether it's 
fruit nuts or whether it's a protein bar because some people just love them. My only question about protein bars is also before I have a bit of a giggle, you can pick up a, a box of um, nut bars at the supermarket for about three or four dollars. Uh, most protein bars cost about five dollars or more. And if you have a look at the protein content, the carbohydrate content, the sugar content, the fat content, you might find that a very inexpensive bar has the same makeup macronutrient percentage as a very expensive protein bar. Just something to take note of. So how about this? Rather than have somebody tell you what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, how often to eat, whether you can or can't eat it, don't eat that, it's bad for you, have to eat this, it's good for you, don't even bloody like it. How about get really fit and get really strong and see what happens after that? The beautiful thing about getting puffed is you pump those happy drugs into your brain so you start thinking differently all by yourself. The great thing about getting strong is your body feels stronger, mentally and physically tougher and stronger. So is it then possible that our own brain will come up with the best way for us to eat? And when people say to me, Roe, just tell me what to eat, as I always share, I'm not your mum and I'm not your school teacher and when we were kids our mums and our and our parents and our school teachers told us what to eat, when to eat, what to wear, when to go to bed, when to study and I hated it. As an adult, how about this? How about eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full, eat all the things that you love and don't waste calories on the things that you don't love. Leave food alone, get your body really fit and really strong and how about we see what happens? Wouldn't it be exciting that if you got really fit, got your breath back quickly, recovered quickly, had a low resting heart rate, that's the definition of fitness. If you get really strong, it means you can lift heavier and heavier and heavier. And the beautiful thing again is about when you lift heavy, it's not just that you get stronger, it's the fast twitch muscle fibers that you maintain and keep so that you don't get old. So there's a lot of people that they exercise, but they exercise slowly. They exercise at 50% effort. They exercise without putting in that 100% effort that gives us the 100% result. So if I'm going to lift weights, I'm going to lift a weight that's going to challenge my muscles, that's going to overload my muscles, that's going to force my muscles to get stronger. And again, how many do I do? I don't know. You just keep going till you can't do any more. When you think you can't do any more, you aim to do maybe one more, maybe half or one more which then changes your brain <laughs> and I'll ask the question again is it possible that if you get really fit and really strong and you're about to do an exercise session the last thing you want to do is put crappy food in and after you've eaten sorry after you've exercised the last thing you want to do is put crappy food in so is it possible that if you get really fit and really strong the whole controversial contradicting food thing will take care of itself I don't know the answer for you, and you don't know the answer for me. What I do know is that we all know our own body better than anybody else. And what works for one guru may not work for you. What the science says may not work for you. So I can quote all the science. The interesting thing about science, though, is that they all disagree as well. Some scientists say eat once a day, some scientists say eat five times a day. Some nutritionists say that you should eat no carbohydrates and only eat meat. Some nutritionists say that you should only eat plant-based food, which is all carbohydrate, and don't eat any protein or animal meat. It's all a big controversial topic. So I'm really happy to leave the food alone. 
I love my food, please don't get me wrong, but I eat when I'm hungry, I stop eating when I'm full, I eat whatever I bloody well want in the amount that I want, and I only eat when I'm hungry. And that's the other interesting thing. Your body tells you that. <laughs> it's not like a guru's got to say, well, at seven o'clock in the morning, you need to eat this, and at three o'clock in the afternoon, you need to eat this. If you listen to your own body, it will tell you, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, give me some fluid, I'm tired, take me to bed, I need to move around, give me some exercise to do. If you listen to your body, it will tell you. So rather than getting caught up in the science, in the social media gurus, in the experts, and they all disagree anyway, how about listen to your own body? Get puffed to get fit, lift heavy to get strong, and then see what happens after that. Maybe if you are your fittest that you could possibly be and you're getting fitter, if you are your strongest and getting stronger, that your own brain will work out for you when to eat, how much to eat, and what kind of food to eat. And wouldn't that be awesome?